Shalom and welcome to our study of Hebrew numerology. Now we had the first installment last week and now we're ready for the second installment and we're going to focus in on the number two. Now before we begin I want to remind you of something. This is very different than what's most familiar with numerology and that is what's called gematria. I mentioned this last week. Gematria is something that goes along with the Kabbalah or the Jewish mystical writings. And I reject these writings and I'm not dealing with that issue. I'm speaking about something very different. And that is simply looking in the scriptures and only in the scriptures where numbers appear. And going through the places, the occurrences of a particular number and seeing if something can be discerned based upon context, based upon what is being said in regard to that number. And the point of Hebrew numerology from my perspective is that you can make some common statements concerning each number that appears in the Bible. And what we're doing in this series is going through a large number of of numbers where they appear in the Bible so that we can see that they do, in fact, have meaning. They can be used to assist us in rightly understanding the Word of God. As I said, for this lesson, we're going to focus in on the number two. Now, this number, the number two, when we see it in the scriptures, it has two different uh, definitions or significances. And what do I mean by that? Well, let's look at a classic occurrence for the number two, which is found in the book of Amos and chapter three. Amos chapter three and verse three, where it says, and I'm just going to paraphrase these verses. Most of them are very well known to each of us. Where it says, Amos 3 3 can two walk together unless they're in agreement and therefore the number two frequently speaks about unity togetherness coming together in a common thought let me give you another example of that and that is found in Genesis chapter 2 and verse 24 again a most familiar verse where it speaks about the man and the woman or the husband and the wife and it says the two shall become one flesh so here we see the two become unified they become together and therefore one of the purposes of the number two is just that unity togetherness And it says in the next verse, and I'm speaking about Genesis 2, verse 25, the two were naked and they were not ashamed. Again, they had the same mindset. There was agreement. There was a common perspective. So sometimes when the number two appears, it speaks of unity, togetherness, a common mindset. But more frequently than not, especially in the New Testament, when one encounters in the bible the number two it speaks about two different opinions not unity 
but disunity two divergent opinions two thoughts which are in contrast with one another and i'd like to give you some examples of this and again what i hope that you will do is just not rely upon what i'm saying but that you would go to a concordance look up the number that we happen to be studying and go through the occurrences of that number in the scripture to see if what i'm sharing with you can be borne out as factual when we examine the biblical texts and hopefully all the biblical texts for that number now let me simply say that these are tendencies strong tendencies but sometimes the number will just have to do with that number because there was two of these or five of these or 12 of these makes no difference it may not have great significance but the vast majority of times when you look at that number and you know the significance that we're going to be sharing it adds to our understanding it provides assistance in us understanding interpreting that passage so when we look at the number two in the new testament and this is also true for many places in the old testament the number two speaks of two divergent two contrasting opinions and let me give you some examples of that first example matthew chapter 24 verses 40 and 41 now this deals with the rapture and it says here two men will be in the field one will be taken and one will be left so why is one taken because he has the right understanding he has received the gospel why is one left because he has a different opinion a contrasting opinion and that is that he has not accepted the gospel it doesn't matter where they are they're in the same location but what makes the difference is if they've accepted the gospel we look at the next verse verse 41 in that same 24th chapter of matthew and it says two women so it doesn't make a difference if it's men or women same truth two women they will be at the mill and they will be working grinding the flour and it says the same thing two are there but one is taken and one is left why two different opinions two different point of views one has received the gospel the other has not so we see the number two speaking here of two different opinions likewise if we go now to the gospel of luke luke chapter 23 verses 39 through 43 we have that familiar occurrence of messiah on the cross and there's two other men being crucified with him now if you look at this you'll find that in the gospel accounts initially both of them cursed him they were in agreement they were not his followers but one of the two had a change he repented and he spoke to yeshua so two men on the cross but we find one repented and said to messiah remember me when you come into your kingdom and messiah responded to this one who had a different point of view than the other man on the cross and he says i tell you the truth 
today you will be with me in paradise now he's talking about abraham's bosom and to the other we know that he won't be in paradise he will go to gehinom or hades or hell a place of punishment so two men on the cross speaking of two different opinions let's go to another scripture matthew chapter 6 and verse 24 where messiah says there are two masters and no one can serve two masters he will either love the one and hate the other he'll be faithful to one and unfaithful to the other so again two masters two different opinions either accepting one and rejecting the other so a great example of two divergent two different opinions contrasting one another and will produce an entirely different outcome and then our final occurrence is going to be in the gospel of mark now the same verse is seen in the other gospels as well but if you look at mark chapter 14 and verse 1 messiah says after two days now what does that mean well after two days has no relevance whatsoever because it could be three it could be five it could be ten it could be a hundred a thousand we don't know just after two days when we have such a writing after two days or six days whatever it might be the point is the number two is being emphasized because we don't know how many days literally we're talking about after two days so the number two is brought into the verse and what do we have here well after two days messiah is going up to jerusalem for passover and what do we know the leadership not all the jewish people but the leadership is wanting to seize him by deceit and put him to death what is god's desire god's desire that the people would receive messiah now god knows that he won't But the point here is that Messiah is going up out of obedience to his Father's will. And the others, the leaders, are are acting in defiance to God's will. Can God use that? Yes, he can. And he will, and he has. But we see two different opinions. One going up Messiah to serve God, the other being defiant being against having a thought that is contrary to the will of god again god knows all things he can use whatever but the number two speaks of frequently two different opinions likewise we see also in the gospel when messiah says that same thing to his disciples after this revealing of him at caesarea philippi he says i'm going up to jerusalem where i'm going to be betrayed i'm going to be arrested i'm going to be put to death but after three days i'll rise again the disciples reject that they don't want that peter even rebukes messiah the disciples had a different opinion they did not agree or understand the work of god the purpose of god so in conclusion the number two can mean unity or it can mean the exact opposite of that 
and that is two different contrasting divergent opinions and again my strong counsel to you is not to take my words but look in the scripture for yourself go to a concordance see where the number two appears throughout the bible and look at what's being said and check if what i've shared with you assists you or not my belief is that it will well thank you for watching this installment until next week when we return and we'll deal with the number three until then shalom from israel Thank you.